0: You're listening to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders, brought to you by JCI Santa Clarita and RK Studios. My name is Corin Young. I've been hosting the show for a few years, and I've got a co-host today who is our VP of Training and Development this year. This is Grant Guthrie.
1: Hello. Hello. Welcome.
0: You you were on one of our shows a couple years ago, right? Last year?
1: Last year. I, I, yeah, it was uh, maybe early last year.
0: Yeah, because you were uh, co-chairs of one of our events.
1: That was the Pack to
0: School event. That's right. Good memory. I try. I try. And so, yeah,
1: welcome to the uh, second podcast. And we've got a guest with us in the
0: studio, Grant.
1: Well, over here on my right is Miss Michelle Lambarena with 15 years of progressive experience in leadership and organizational development companies you may know, like UC Santa Barbara, Mervyn, Starbucks, and UCLA. She's the director of leadership and organizational development at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. She says her purpose and vision is to help communities leaders and organizations develop their environment into a safe space for people to thrive and live free without the mental health stigma. But before we get into the real topic of today, I need a Corin classic.
0: We're going to start off with some pod decks. So I've got uh, some questions that I'm going to ask each of you guys. I don't have one for myself. That's okay. We don't need to know about me. Grant, first question for you. If you're making me go first, you're definitely
1: jumping in on this. <laughs>
0: That's the deal. Okay. I'll, I'll do one too. Okay. Uh, Grant, uh, share your bucket list. So these are things that uh, sometime before you die, you want to make sure that you do the following things. What are they? Here's
1: the thing about bucket lists. I will answer this, but I don't really like the concept of the bucket list. They're like the things. Yes, I want to do this, but how many people actually sit and plan out how they're going to do the bucket list?
0: I know the Tom bucket- Island does this. He has a list and he checks them off and he announces on Facebook each time he's like, I went on Wheel of Fortune. That's been on my bucket list.
1: Well, that what? that's Tom the legend. Yeah. Well, I'm not the legend. You're I'm a legend. Tom. Thank you. Oh, but think about all of the things you may have on your bucket list. Mm. And have you actually stopped and thought, eh, how am I going to be able to accomplish these things? Or are they just kind of the back burner? I want to do this at some point. I've grown up with this concept of if you want to do something you got to have the plan for it. Yep. Am I saving money for it? Mm. Am I putting together that plan? Or am I just leaving it there like a, yeah, I want to do this at some point. Mm. And then you wake up 30 years later. Mm. Then do it. Preach. But if I'm actually going to legitimately answer the question of this bucket list, um I definitely want to go see the Azores. I would love to skydive over the Azores to be specific. But. Um, and for those who don't know, uh, where are the Azores? The Azores is a set of beautiful islands off of the coast of Portugal. Pretty popular cruise destination. A lot of those islands have nothing on them. I do not remember the name of it, but there is one where it's a whole island that's maybe, I want to say, five square kilometers. The only thing on it, no population, it's just a golf course. Wow. How cool. I'm I'm not a huge fan of golf myself, but that's wild—just mm. whole island for golf, middle yeah. of nowhere.
2: That's amazing.
1: So that, and I don't know. I'll just go with the millennial thing of owning a house at some point. Mm.
0: That's a, that's that's a good. Uh, Jeez. I feel like that's a good item,
1: right? And there,
0: okay. <laughs> Michelle, you've got a different question. Okay. My question for you. Uh, is to describe to me your perfect day.
2: Mm. I would say a perfect day consists of people that I love and care about. And it could be a variety of people, one or two or all of them. That would be amazing. Uh, And definitely something having to do with water or nature. Whether it's uh, the beach or going out into the mountains, uh, anything having to do with nature on that end is just really fulfilling to my soul. It renews me, it restores me, it is part of my self-care practice and um, those are the little big things that I do to take care of myself and my mental health. So that is a perfect day for me. And it's it's not so specific because I want to leave it to be flexible, too, and see what happens, see where the day takes me.
0: I like that. That allows you to have
1: many perfect days. Exactly. That's beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I shouldn't miss out on the segue there of how important that is to your mental health, seeing as where we're at. You're not getting out of (laughs) yours. Oh, nice. So I'll let you decide if you're doing that now or at the
0: end of it. I'll jump in now, just because I peeked at the next one. I didn't shuffle. I didn't. I didn't uh, uh, go through it. But uh, I figured I'll just answer the very next one, which is three things that I wish I had done differently. Mm. And uh, I live with a lot of regrets. And uh, and so there's lots of things that I can look back on my life and say, man, I, if I could go back, back to high school or back to wherever, you know, here's what I would have done differently. Uh, one. Starting in like elementary school, junior high and high school, I wish that I was more social. I wish that I had the, the courage to, to talk to people, knowing that like when I went to my 20-year high school reunion and there's people that I didn't know that knew who I was and they're like, yeah, you were so cool. Man, I thought you know, that, that it, they never introduced themselves to me and I never to them. And I think about the friends that I could have had for a very long time had I been more brave back then. Uh, two, uh, you mentioned home ownership. I bought this house in 2007, right before the crash. Wow. And so the recession was a really scary thing. It made me want to sell like different investments. And uh, it looks like we're heading into another recession. And so one thing that I wish that I had done differently is uh, live by Warren Buffett's mentality, right? To be Greedy when everyone else is fearful and fearful when everyone else is greedy. Because I think most people that make a lot of money as investors uh, are able to do that right after a recession. Like they got to get in at the right time. Mm-hmm. And um, as devastating as, as the times might be, it, it could be an opportunity for people like us to, to, to do something. Yeah. And uh, three, uh, I didn't join JCI until I was in my late 30s. And, uh, I love being involved in the community and all the people that I had met. And I really wish that I would have done that when I was in my twenties. And so, um, there are things that, uh, I guess most of the things I wish I had done differently are things that I'm making a choice to do now. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had done them sooner.
2: Well said. Okay. Yeah.
0: Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: good. That was deep. I mean, the deep stuff's the important stuff to yeah. recognize. Yeah, what a, what a mood killer that would that no, be. No, not at all, not I at all. I would just hope that even with those things, if those are the things that you wish you had done different, that you're not holding on to those as <clears throat> I should have and using that to to bring yourself down. I do that rather on the regular. So uh, I'm, I'm bad at treating my own advice.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, it's, it's scary because there's a lot of things that you're like, oh, should I do that? Should I do this now? And like, ah. I, I guess I'm just
1: more aware of it now. Hmm. Fair enough. But speaking of the mental health topic, I'm just to swing around the other way for a <laughs> bit. Hello, Michelle. Hi How there. are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you for asking.
1: Okay. So for today, we'll start with the easy stuff. Hmm. Who exactly is Michelle? Ooh. What is the backstory? We
2: don't have enough time for that on this podcast. Tune into the movie or the
1: book. Maybe the abridged version. <laughs> okay. Well, let's flip to the back side of the DVD. What do we got there?
2: All right. Well, to give you a bit of context as to uh, how I got into mental health, I do have close friends and family who live with the mental health challenge. And uh, not knowing that, though, early on in my childhood adolescence or whatnot even in young adulthood not knowing that that's what it was but just knowing that um, these individuals struggled with different aspects of their day-to-day in very different capacities and being the person in the family or friend to support and love them through those challenges, and so as I um, as I started to understand that a little bit more, um, I realized that I had a, a passion for that. And so, who am I? Where did all this come from? Uh, I am a, a first generation. Uh, Mexican-American, um, Hispanic, Latina, and uh, first to go to school, first to graduate from a four-year university, uh, first to get a master's out of anybody in, from mom and dad's side. So a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on myself to perform, and that can come from many different sides. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm I'm getting somewhere here, huh? Okay. So right. yes, a lot of a lot of pressure on myself uh, from from family or whatnot, um, and the college experience really opened my eyes to a world that I had not been exposed to in my family circle or unit. And that that's what happens, at least in my story and how I've experienced life. And that's because my parents, you know, were coming in from a, a different country. They were learning, assimilating, if you will, into a, a, a new culture. And so as I was experiencing new things, so were they. Right? And so... That is where it all stemmed from for me. I I was the first one, I was the translator, I was the teacher for my sister. I was helping her with schoolwork at a very young age. I was all of those things. And so a lot of what I do now, leadership and training and development, organizational <laughs> development, really did stem from my childhood. To bring it all back, And I realize now that those uh, adolescent or childhood experiences really did shape what I do now.
1: Now, you kind of tapped on it a little bit. My next question on this, would you say that there was like a defining time or moment that really kind of solidified the this is who I am and want to be?
2: So I have always done leadership development even before I got paid to do it because it's just something that comes natural and to me and I help others. This is, I love to do it. But the mental health aspect of it, for me, there was it was a, t- a time in uh, Henry Mayo's. life for lack of a better word. So this was fall of 2019. And as a community, we had uh, experienced, um, the Calabasas shooting. Right. Right. And there had been folks, uh, that some people knew from the hospital, either they were there or their friends were there or, or whatnot. And this is, a, this is a very short period of time in that fall. Then there were, uh, and I, I could have the chronological order wrong, but then there were the fires, right? And then we had this Saugus shooting. All of this. Yeah, right here at home. All of this happening. All of this. And my role in the organization is, and people joke that I'm the in-house therapist. That's the running joke. But truly that's what I do is I, I try my best to create a safe place, safe space for people to come to. They know that they can come to me without judgment, only love and support. And so what I was hearing... And seeing, observing, was a tremendous amount of pain and trauma. And I am not a clinical person. I am not clinical. Although sometimes I wish I was because I want to dive in, roll up my sleeves and help. And I remember SAGAS shooting happening and feeling completely helpless how can I roll up my sleeves and jump in and help and I just felt it, it just there are no words no words and I just wanted to love and support those people that were hurting because at our hospital we have community members that live in this community their children go to that school. Their neighbors, their their nieces, their, I mean everyone, right? So not only did we have and provided care for the individuals that were affected, but our own employees, our own staff, our own leaders were also worried about their children and their nieces and their nephews and their whoever it may be. So all that to say that i just i i needed to do something so at that moment i researched and found this well-known certification program uh, trauma debriefing and i went through that certification program got certified and i just still felt like it wasn't enough i learned so much there has to be more and uh, and then came to find somebody that I work with, brought up mental health first aid and I did a little bit more research and dug into it a little bit. And that's where it just all became very clear, mental health first aid. And for those who don't know, it's very much like CPR. Anyone can do CPR. Anyone can step in and help give somebody CPR, right? as long as you have the training for it. Same goes for mental health first aid. You don't have to be a clinician or clinical to provide mental health first aid. Anyone can do that as long as they have the tools. And that's where that was a turning point because from there I was able to, with of course the help and support of other folks from the organization who are equally, if not more passionate than I am about this, And we developed um, Care for the Caregiver Program, in-house program, where we trained internal folks to become mental health first aiders, so certified mental health first aiders, so that they can provide that mental health first aid to anyone in the organization who needs it. And they wear a special logo on on their badge. And that logo is a navigation pin drop with a heart in the middle of it. And so what that navigation pin drop means is when you see that logo on somebody's badge, that is a safe place, safe space that you can go to, no judgment, only love and support. And that's how that came to be.
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Michelle, you did a training for us a couple of years ago. And I remember we did a podcast and uh, the training was in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. So it was just before the lockdowns. And it was just a few months after what you had spoken about, like the fall of 2019, which was a rough year. And 2020 made things even crazier. Absolutely. But the, the training that you did for us was about what's your why? Mm-hmm. Finding like Find your passion and that will lead you to why you do what you do. So it was fascinating to hear that your why even came out like somewhat recently.
2: Yeah, I've definitely been following my why. My why has evolved throughout the years and it's gotten shorter and shorter. It used to be a really long sentence and now it's just to help people find their, their greatness because everyone has it inside of them. Some of us just, Need some help to tap into it and whether that's through mental health or whether that's through something else that's what i'm there to help do and support
1: there's quite a the little quote like helping people find their greatness disney if you're watching let's, come on
2: <laughs> yes please that is my dream you have no. i am such a disney you can ask anyone at work that knows me i am Yes, it's a it's it's a beautiful problem to have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gotta ask them top three. Oh. if we're talking Disney. Oh
2: gosh, moment. top three what? Top three
1: just movies. Let's, let's movies. talk movies. Well, I mean, it, if you're the if you're the big Disney there, fan, there's hundreds of have them. Have. I know, yeah, but you could have a top three. I thought
2: he was gonna go with rides. What I mean, character. We could go with. We don't have enough time on this podcast.
0: The top three of just dwarves. Let's let's say dwarves. <laughs> Na- name three of them. I can probably name most of oh, them. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Sleepy, that's... sneezy, doc. Are those your? <laughs> is those, those your three favorites? No, I could do more. I don't want to steal the thunder away from Michelle's the rest of them. You got oh dopey. My oh my gosh. <laughs> Flappy. Flappy. There's a <laughs>
1: grumpy. I think that's most of them. But they, I'm pretty sure they kicked Flappy out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> But if you were to pick, oh gosh, if we're going with the movies, Mm. I'll give it either a top three Disney movies or the Disney princesses. No, is it?
0: Are we only doing Mm. Disney? uh, The Disney company, like animated films, the live actions. Are we including Marvel? Are we including Fox? Are we including the Star Wars universe? It is so difficult now that you throw
1: all of that in. Now, well,
2: that's what I'm saying. I I was just like, like if
1: we just go with. Disney Anything classic that's like, before they went for like the mass purchase of everything. Oh so gosh. cut out Marvel, Fox, Star Wars, Pixar.
2: Oh, see now you're just I include all of that. Okay.
1: <laughs> now you're giving yourself more to work with. What do you got?
2: Oh, this is hard. Uh, Well, my go-to's are, I'll, I'll say this, my go-to's without thinking are star wars for sure um there's like 12 of those now i know but anyone i'll it's really yeah no i usually go for i start at the beginning and four. yeah so i usually start in the beginning
0: just so we're on the same page but what the beginning is the real beginning yeah
2: yeah
1: which is
0: right yeah new hope right yeah not uh not phantom
1: menace I mean, before wow. it was a new hope, they just called it Star Wars. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure we got we're clear on this. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and then I would probably say only because my sister used to watch these over and over and over again, and I know probably every line in these movies. Um, Beauty and the Beast. I could sing every song. You don't want me to. I can't sing for anything <laughs> to save my life. And, um, oh, this is hard. A Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Solid, solid choices. What a variety, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: I'm all over the place. We, we, we got a, li-
0: a live action, an animated, <laughs> yeah. and a claymation.
1: If, I'm going to hit you with yours next oh. so you have, you have a moment to think about it. Uh, top three but, Disney? Yeah. Oh gosh, okay. But for mine, if we're going off of what yours includes, which is all of it. All of it. Uh, we have Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Empire mm. Strikes Back, then The Incredibles. Oh. We go with Incredibles just... is Disney? It is now. So.
2: Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's right, okay.
1: If we go before all of those major purchases- Yeah. We have Atlantis, Treasure Planet, and then Lilo and Stitch.
2: Oh yeah, Lilo and Stitch. See, there's just so many. Oh, that's good stuff.
1: You could just name any random movie. 50% chance is probably Disney at this Disney. point. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you're, uh, I feel like you're going to just be owned by Disney this, at some point. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll go I'm with uh, go. Um, Tangled. Oh, sorry. Um, Who framed Roger Rabbit? That's Touchstone, but that's Disney, right? Is it? I'm
1: going to say yes. N- okay. I, sure. Okay.
0: I, well, he wants to look you're, it up you're now. Challenge me! I, on that? I feel
1: like I should. That uh, that feels wrong. I don't feel like who framed Roger Rabbit. No, no, it's in Disneyland. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah,
0: but they license it, so you know they got
1: uh, it counts. Yeah,
0: there, there's enough there. It counts. Yeah, okay. Um, and Lion
1: King. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Saw that at Pantages actually. Ooh. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen the uh, the stage adaptation. Yeah, that was pretty good. So we've gone pretty far off topic (laughs) um we should wrap back around to the fact that we are doing a training about this uh we have a mental health training coming up here in august Mm -hmm. if you wanted to talk a little bit without too many spoilers as to what we can expect
2: so what you can expect at this training is whether you are experiencing yourself Mental health challenge whether you have somebody or know somebody, love somebody who is experiencing um, a mental health challenge, that you will leave this session with the tools to be able to provide support to. A loved one, a friend, someone at work, someone at the grocery store. And this is the this is the start. This is the start of creating a safe place, safe space in the community, one person at a time, so that we can start to remove the stigma around mental health. The more we talk about it. The more we openly share, the more people will feel comfortable opening up and sharing where they stand and knowing that they will receive love and support and resources and tools that um, are available to them at any any time. And so that is just a little bit of a glimpse as to what they can expect. And they will be surprised. And I say that because everyone that I, uh, okay, not everyone, but most people (laughs) that attend these training sessions leave uh, with, I usually get the feedback, wow, I didn't, Realize that X was a mental health issue or challenge, and they're they're just blown away, and so that's why we need to talk about it because uh, the the range of it does stem all the way from anxiety all the way through crisis. Crisis mode. And there's so much more in between all of that.
0: That's a great description. Rather than uh, giving us an outline of the topic, you told us attendees will walk away with
1: the following skills. You could walk away with one of those skills. (laughs) On the topics of could be anything from just the beginning anxiety to getting into crisis mode, would you say that just an easy, what would be an easy indicator that somebody could hold on to like? maybe I need to take a step back. Maybe I need a deep breath that maybe not a lot of people recognize is a little bit more of an indicator that, yeah, I'm starting to get to a more stressed out period. I'm starting to get burnt out Mm -hmm. or worse.
2: Yeah. So that answer varies just as our fingerprints vary. And I say that because how I begin to feel it will be very different than how either of you two will, will feel it. And so what I will say to that is awareness. And when, when you have reached a certain point, we, we lose that awareness. Some people call it being grounded. And how do you get that back? It's really knowing yourself, knowing, hmm, why is my back tensing up all of a sudden? Why is my chest tightening all of a sudden? Why am I getting dry mouth all of a sudden? And it's, my palms are sweaty, right? So it varies for every individual but it's being in tune with yourself and your body and what it is that you are feeling so that then once you realize what you are feeling, you can assess the environment in which you are in so that you can understand what is happening right now in this moment that is causing me to feel this way. I hope that helped to answer your question. Yeah, Okay.
1: I'd say so. What would you say counter then mm. something that somebody could do on any given day to kind of reduce some of those symptoms of ongoing stress or just to kind of step back from, to be dramatic, the horrors of reality?
2: Yes, absolutely. So we will talk about that in the training as well. So come and join us. Spoilers. sorry. <laughs> Self-care. Self-care Again, will also vary depending on the individual and what brings them joy, what makes them happy. Some people have forgotten what that is or have lost sight of that. So sometimes we have to try different things to help reinvigorate that joy and happiness in in us and trying different things. So. For some folks, it's going for a walk. For some of them, it's going to the gym. For some, it's talking to a friend or a loved one and that makes them happy and makes them laugh or can help them just be grounded and present. For some of us, it can be going to the beach, going to the mountains. Some of us, it's our dogs or our fur baby or a pet or whatever the case may be. (laughs) It's just so, so different, right? Some folks... Um, love their car time, their travel time in the car for those of us who do go to an office and that's their time to decompress, right? That's their alone time. For some people, it's spirituality, prayer, chanting, worship, whatever the case may be, it's different for everyone. And so it's really being in tune and aware of, what sparks that for you? And it doesn't have to cost any money. It could just be going to the park. I mean, it can be anything like that. Best $30 I spent during COVID was buying um, one of those camping chairs, the fold-out camping chairs. And I kept it in the trunk of my car. And uh, I would go (laughs) driving around with my sister and we'd go check out new parks that I've never been to. Oh, that's a cool park, pull over set out the camping chairs and hang out and just enjoy the breeze, go for a walk. I'm telling you, it was the little things in life when COVID first started. I just tried to find what what are the positives, what are the things I have direct control and influence over is me and my actions and what I do next.
1: You have really good answers to these <laughs> questions. I feel like i when I'm jumping back in, I know I'm just going to be asking another question, but it's like i got to follow it up with a good one. I'm going to do the exact opposite of what I've been doing with the big vague, and we're going to go a little more focused. What Mm. is something that never fails to make you happy? Mm. You're next.
2: I often get asked uh, at work because I'm a team of one, but I don't see it that way because I feel like the whole organization, the whole leadership team is a team that I belong to. And so if I need support, they, they will give that to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But truly, uh, for me, it's uh spirituality for me. It's being grounded in that, um, in, in the mountain, in the mountain highs and the, the peaks and the valleys, as they say. And, uh, Really learning self-care and what brings me joy. And it wasn't easy. I had to try a, a lot of different things to figure that out. And then once I did, I'm holding on to it. And I'm not letting
1: it go. Not only was that a great answer, I think you also had enough time in that to think of <laughs> I, yours. I did,
0: and I, I really do appreciate you giving me a heads up, because I'm sitting here listening to Michelle's answer. <laughs> I would not have even thought about it, but uh, I had a good 40 seconds to think about what uh, what never fails to make me happy, and I realized that it's when someone who I haven't spoken to in a long time reaches out to me, mm. right? Like, like an old friend or family member, that... Uh, like these days with social media on Instagram or Facebook, it's so easy to put out a post and have a thousand people see that uh, you know you graduated or you got a promotion or you <coughs> went on a trip or something like that. Uh, and, and I don't post very often. You know, for me, I post like once a month, and so I'm not giving a lot of updates. And I see updates from the, the algorithm setup where the people that thinks I'm closest with, it's going to show me those people more frequently, so I see their their stuff. But there's some people that I haven't spoken to or heard from in years and it's like out of sight out of mind so you're just not thinking and when that person sends you a text or uh, a call or uh, even a private message through mm. one of the the social media apps it's like this person out of
1: the blue is, like thought of me yeah and, w- and chose to reach out mm. directly and that's kind of cool it kind of went beyond just speaking of the algorithm just a like on a post or a comment, they took that extra time yeah. to rebuild that connection. Yeah, and okay. sometimes it is based on that though. Sometimes I'll
0: post something and get a like, and then also like a message, like "Hey man, that's really cool. How's uh, how are things going?" And you get you get the chat. So mm-hmm. that that's the good thing about the social media platforms is that it is a good way to reach a lot of people at once, and it's a, it's a, an easy way to see what a lot of people are doing at once. And if you want to, if somebody has something fun to share. Or something sad to share, mm-hmm. you can hit the, the little heart or the the thumbs up. But it doesn't take that much more effort to put in a little comment.
1: Say a little something. Yeah.
0: And a lot of times they'll respond, and at least uh, then you'll remember that that happened. Because otherwise, if somebody posts, uh, you know, uh, RIP grandma or something like that, you know, eh, like, move on. And uh, when I see them a week later, I don't remember whose grandma that was. I'm, sc- you know, I'm scrolling, you know, several times a day and seeing a ton of messages. It's, uh, you know, if it's someone really
1: close to you, maybe, but it's hard to keep track.
0: Hmm.
1: A lot happening every day, so yeah, I get you there. Yeah. so. Po- so we've talked about what makes us happy. Uh, my answer to that was going to be more of, I guess, where I'm going to go with my next question is when you are having that more difficult day, you're hitting the dread, the stress the burnout, whatever, however you want to put it. What is your own kind of decompression CPR, if we want to put it that way? What is that thing that's, this is what I'm going to do for me that makes me feel better? Mm. So
2: uh, I actually was experiencing that last fall. Uh, there was a, a week where I I was really struggling, and I'm t- typically a very positive person, almost to the point where it annoys people,
0: especially so early
2: in the morning. Can you imagine
0: being annoyed by positivity? I
2: wake up at five in the morning and I'm like, "Hi, world!" And some, you know, and even at work, I'm I'm the early bird at work, and it, sometimes it's just too much for folks. Not <laughs> in the morning without their
0: coffee. Now that you explained yeah. it, I, I can totally understand. Yeah, see? <laughs> no, don't don't show up with a smile. Uh
2: <laughs> yet alone greet me with a
0: hi, come <laughs> Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. Uh
2: so I was actually it was it was out of my norm, out of my my baseline, if you will. And I just um I was it it was a struggle for me. And so uh I am a firm believer that what you consume, what you take in, what you hear, what you listen, what you choose to listen and read and hear affects you. And so uh, I put in only positivity um, speakers that I love to listen to in my in my, um, in my ear throughout all, all of work. If I wasn't in a meeting, if I was in my office, that's what was in my ear. And I kid you not, within two days, two or three days, turned it around, turned it around. Now, that wasn't the only thing. I just activated all of my things that i know right that's one of them sure my support group people that i know are there that will love me and support me unconditionally no questions asked to say I'm, I'm having a rough couple of days here i don't know what's going on and then they let me talk it through because that's how i process by talking it out some people process it differently uh, I also went on walks. I need to get out. I need to clear my head. I, I did. I was doing all of it. And yeah, it took a few days, but I was able to, to turn it around. Now, for some folks, it's more than that, right? For some folks, it's it takes a whole group of people to help support them. Therapy, uh, physician a whole group network of support and that's okay too. We need to activate all of our resources to help us be successful, be our greatest self.
1: I like how you brought that around. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) I didn't give you the prep time this time. Oh. So this one's an ambush.
0: What's the question?
1: Same one she got. Uh, What is something that you use kind of as your decompression CPR if things get stressful?
0: I don't really have a well thought out thing like that. I think that when I get stressed, my defense mechanism, so to speak, is to just kind of like isolate and like shut down and like not look at the stuff that's stressing me out, which kind of helps me to not think about it in that moment. But it also makes things worse Mm because it puts things off. And now I've got less time to do the stuff that's, that's bugging me. But, yeah, my my answer is not a very helpful one at all. I just kind of, like, shut down and spend all day in bed and and uh, n- not actually help myself get out of it. Uh,
1: t- know, I, time, I can give some
0: credit to that. And t- get t- some time rest. heals it, though, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's truth right there.
0: Yeah. That I, 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 is true. I guess if that's the only thing that, that, is truth. that you need, you just get, you know.
2: That is truth. And sometimes, I'm not saying that this is why you do it, but sometimes we do that because... It's so overwhelming. We feel like we have this mountain that we have to tackle and we don't even know where to start.
0: Yeah, And I don't, sure I, don't,
2: I don't know where to start. I'm running away from it. I'm not looking at it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to run away, right? But that's real life. This is what happens. So what can we do to help ourselves Take one pebble at a time. How do you move a mountain one pebble at a time?
1: True. And also give a little bit more credit to that. Yeah. Corin, you're the tech guy. You have your modem, your router, or some kind of electronic that's not working at the moment. It's Mm. hitting its glitches. What is like the first tech piece of advice to it?
0: Yeah. Turn it off. Turn it back on again. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself some time to rest, bud.
1: Rest is a key
2: piece of that. Absolutely.
1: Great analogy.
2: Good job. I try. That was good. Brought it full circle.
1: We've talked the mental health. We've Mm. talked the training. We've talked the things that make us happy. We've talked the decompression. I guess when it comes to mental health stuff, I actually do want to bring up one more thing on that a bit, maybe a bit more of a heavier topic on it. Sure. Is there that elephant in the room or topic that you wish could reach anybody or everybody that would listen to this, Mm. like one little thing that you could drill into everyone's head about this topic.
2: What I will say is, to anyone who is experiencing a mental health issue, challenge, whatever the case may be, whether just in the beginnings of it or full crisis mode, you matter. You are enough.
1: Sometimes it just takes hearing that that mm-hmm. helps to make someone stay better.
2: And that's why I, I know that's not what you asked me, but that's what came over me and I felt compelled to say because I knew that's what I needed to say.
1: I mean, I asked if there was one thing you could drill into everyone's head, and that that is a very good thing to have drilled into someone's head. Yeah, what's neat is that
0: it's a platform that speaks to a lot of people at the same time, but it's a message that is individual as it can be to everybody. Yeah. And it's the same message.
2: Yeah, and I'll say the last part of it is that many of us want to hear and perhaps haven't heard or would like to hear is i'm proud of you
1: yeah those are uh those are some powerful words
2: and and i genuinely say them it's genuine it's not you know it's because many of us are go 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 Right? We're not stopping to breathe. And sometimes we just need somebody to tell us, hey, I'm proud of you. You're doing it. Yeah. And we need to hear that sometimes. So if I encourage all of us, if um, you see somebody that you care about, to share that with them that you are proud of them, or that you love them, or that you're here for them, or that however it is that this comes out for you, but take the time to to acknowledge the individual, yourself, first and foremost, right? We can't take care of others if we don't take care of ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah right on. Yeah. That is, and I also know a lot of people who do the same thing who take care try to take care of other people first before that. I'm somebody who's been guilty of the mindset that if I take care of other people that I'll feel better, mm. more as using that as an excuse to not take care of my own stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Well, what yeah. Do,
0: what do they tell you on the airplane? Put, what, the, put the, the, mask the mask on mask. yourself first. Yeah, before assisting others. Yes. I
1: usually get thanks for flying southwest, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's so true though, it's, and a lot of caregivers feel that way, right? A lot of people that work in the hospital, um, but it's not just caregivers, it's it's all of us, right? We give, 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 and pretty soon we're empty. But how can you give more if you're empty? And so that's why it's so important for us to take care of ourselves. The self-care part of things is so important. The self-care part of mental health is so important. Because you can't continue to give if you're empty. And the way that you fill that joy tank or the happiness tank or the mental health strength tank, we'll say, <laughs> right, is through self-help, is through self-love, is through doing those things that fill, fulfill you. And that's how we do that. So the more you take care of yourself, guess what? The more you can take care of others. So it's not being selfish. It's not. It's actually helping you help others by starting with you. I like that. Now let's do it.
0: Yeah, those were awesome words. And I think that, that kind of like wraps the whole thing up for us. So thank you both. Thank you, Michelle, for, for coming on here and uh, doing another podcast with us. You were actually one of our first. A couple years ago
2: really and uh, i didn't realize that was the case wow. yeah
0: and thanks uh, for having me and grant yeah thank you thank you as well for uh, for coming on here and being a co-host um so the the training that we have uh, what are the details on that
1: okay so we do have the mental health training that we've been discussing coming up soon here august the 24th save the date it'll be from 6 to 8 p.m for additional details go ahead and check out our social media jci santa clarita and clarita.com That's right. All right.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again to our guest, Michelle Ambrena, to our co host, Grant Guthrie. I'm corin Young here at RK Studios. For uh, JCI Santa Clarita, you're listening to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. If you got any value out of this, please give it a five star review and share it with a friend. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening.